Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bikini Podcast. This is episode number 32 and today we're with WBFF Bikini Pro Emma Irvine. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. The first thing I want to get into is how long have you been training for and what first got you into competing? So I have been training, I guess, like anybody has just since high school. I don't think I really took it serious until I was actually in prep. I trained, you know, every second or third day doing Instagram workouts. And then what got me into competing? What was the question? Into competing or into training? So you uh, both. So I did a double. So we've got how long have you been training for? So we'll answer that one first. Okay. So I've been training, I would say five years. Five years. Okay. And then from that point, you're obviously building your physique. What was your goal when you first started training? Was it just to get in shape? You had no goal to sort of compete? Yeah, no goal to compete. I would say my goal was just to look good in a bikini. Yeah. So what then transitioned you into, I want to look in a bikini to, I want to compete? So I was always interested in competing. Um, I had a lot of girlfriends that competed and I'd been watching them compete for a couple years. I always knew it was something I wanted to do. I would sit there and I would almost be anxious watching them up on stage. Like my palms would get so sweaty. I would like my muscles would almost cramp because I knew I wanted to do it so badly. And then it was one day I was actually talking to one of those girls and she said, why don't you do it? And I said, oh, I could never do that. I could never stay that dedicated. And I think it was me hearing myself say that. It really irritated me. I thought, fuck that. Are we swearing? Yeah, we can swear. I, I, swear, like a, <laughs> I swear like a trooper. Do you know, like, this is, like this, <laughs> this is like a FYI. I think on one... Hey, Emma, on, on one episode, I think someone counted two, I think it was one of my girls, Jess, 279 times I said fuck in one episode. So we're good to go. <laughs> Alrighty then. So um, going into that, you're like, okay, you saw your, your people compete, your friends, etc. How long between maybe training, you know, every, every couple of days, you've not taken it seriously. Did you go, all right, I'm going to take it seriously. I'm committing to the idea of competing. No, I really throw myself into it. I went from nothing to, oh, I'm in comp prep. <laughs> oh, really? You're just like, that's it. Yeah. We're not even, did you even have an off season type of thing? Or you're just like, no. No, no it was, hey, I'm going to do this. Oh, really? And then, so for anyone that doesn't really know, what was your contest history? None. Last year was my first year competing. So you did IFBB, right? So I did IFBB, um, which was in September. And then two weeks later, I did WBFS. So when you did that IFAB, you know, because that was the Queensland state title, what made yeah. you think, oh, I'm going to do WBFF instead of maybe doing IFAB nationals? So my initial intentions was to only do WBFF. Um, I actually hadn't seen an IFBB show until I was already in my comp prep for WBFF. Um, and I was in the crowd and I was watching it. And I loved how, I guess, structured it was. And I thought, oh, I want to do this too. So um, then I focused my whole prep pretty much just on IFBB. Um, and then it wasn't until I'd finished that show. And I was like, holy shit, I've got to do WBFF now. Um, and then I focused all my intention onto that. Okay. No, that's cool. Because it was funny because I actually thought it was the other way around. I thought you had like no. completely committed to IFBB. And you're like, mm, I'm going to try WBFF. But... No, other way around. So, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing with either. Um, but, yeah, it was really cool to do the both. 
So one of the questions that I had on here, like I've got a few questions, you know, what did you like about IFBB? And then maybe what did you like about WBFF? So my experience with IFBB was a little bit more personal. Um, I got to share the day with my best friend. We lived together. We prepped together. We went to the same comp coach, same posing coach. We did our bikinis through the same bikini person. So we went to our fittings together. So to spend the comp day backstage together, that was really, um, really important. A uh, really special, I would say it was mm. a pretty cool experience. And then WBFF was very, you know, business. I like, that was my show. I was there to, I, I wasn't there to play games. Like I was very much, my mindset was. I'm going to win, get out of my way. Yeah, I'm very like I'm a very planner. I plan all my days, and I actually wrote in my calendar show day, pro day. So that was pretty Ooh. cool. <laughs> it's so funny hearing that because I think anyone that has, I guess, suppose achieved you know high standard with or a good result with competing, especially getting a pro card, have told really similar stories. They've had this yeah. self belief and. At what point in time did you think that was a possibility or were you just like, all right, I'm going to compete? It wasn't until I did IFBB. I actually had no idea what I wanted to achieve out of competing. It wasn't until I had had that experience on stage and I, I got second place in that show and I was like, wow, if I got second, I can win. Um, so it was that two weeks that I really changed my mind and I was like, no, I'm in this to win. Someone actually asked on Instagram, what made you switch from IFBB to WBFF? So we obviously just pretty much answered that. So you wanted to do WBFF from the beginning and then yeah. you're like, hmm, what about, okay, I can jump into an IFBB show as well. Yeah. Could you maybe talk about the decision to compete in both shows and maybe how would you recommend for anyone that's listening, deciding, should I do IFBB? Should I do WBFF? What would be your best advice? So for me and the way that I would answer that, I guess, would be IFBB, I see it. I actually don't know how to answer this one, to be honest. What made you pick WBFF? Because obviously you committed to that originally, you know, and then you obviously wanted to do IFBB as well. But what originally made you commit to WBFF? Maybe that would help. I think WBFF is really good if you enjoy that glamour experience, if you enjoy getting a little bit more dressed up, um, if you do enjoy that glam overall look, IFBB as well, it's so beautiful. You really can't take the beauty away from it, but it's definitely a little bit more of a sport, I would get. I would say. Yeah. Okay. So WBFF, I agree. Definitely more glam, glam. The bikini outfits, did you sort of were like, oh, that's totally me? And then you're like, oh, IFBB is kind of cool as well because it's obviously two different posing. And that's another thing. Like, how did you... You know, figure out. All right, I'm posing. I'm committing to WBFF, but then you decided to do IFB as well. Was it difficult to do both posing in such a short period of time? So I spent my whole prep just focused on IFBB. I did all my posing sessions just IFBB posing. It wasn't until that two weeks between shows where I started doing my WBFF posing practice, and mm. I definitely found it a little bit more comfortable. I actually found it a lot easier to do and that surprised me. So I do enjoy the WBFF posing. You know, do you see yourself in WBFF long-term? I would definitely like to stick to it for a little bit longer. I think this is only the start of my yeah. career in you the just, bodybuilding 
competing Def- industries. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I had a few people ask me that. It's like, oh, you should stick into IFB or doing, you know, sorry, going to IFB, would you consider it or sticking with WBFF? But you haven't made your pro debut. So for the people that don't know when that is, when are you looking at competing next? So I have a very specific physique in mind. I know exactly how I want to look the next time I step on stage. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to keep working towards that physique. And then when we agree I'm ready, I will step back on stage. So in terms of improvements, what do you think you need to improve on to get that? Like, okay, cool. I'm happy with my physique. I'm prepared to compete. Okay, so my feedback was to come in curvier. I know I definitely need to improve in my glutes, in my back, and that is exactly what I have been working on. I'm really happy with the progress that I'm seeing. So, yeah, just keep working on that overall curvier structure. Yeah, so with, with that, what do you think has found, like you, have you found that has helped bring up your glutes and your back development? What have you been doing differently with training, perhaps? Oh, a lot of hip thrusts. <laughs> So hip thrust in isolation. So you put like, you should do hip thrusts on the hour, every hour. Jesus, that would be something. Just walk around with a kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got it? But you got, you can use a kettlebell, but how heavy are your dogs? <laughs> uh, maybe a good 15 between them. That'd be a bit difficult. So we got a question here. Were you, uh, who were you mentally before becoming a WBFF pro versus after? And what did you learn about yourself? I would say my mental change was more in prep. The one thing I do love about prep is it gives you the ability to really develop yourself, obviously physically, but the mental growth, I think, is just out of this world. Prep, it really gives you the opportunity to... I mean, it it can take you to a dark place, which not a lot of people get to experience, and I think that really is a blessing going back to maybe your mindset you know you spoke about when you were, you were journaling or you had a thought about hey I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i finally believe that i can win this could you play second at ifbb and you wanted to be a pro when you're on stage is there something that you tell yourself backstage or on stage or do you visualize do you have that confidence or is it something that you walk on stage and then oh i'm good to go like how do you sort of manage being on stage. You just got to tell yourself you've already won. I remember mm. when I took that first step on stage, it was, you know, fix your hair, fix your bikini. And then it was breathe that and all right, I've got this, this is mine. And then you take your first step and it, it, it already is yours. Actually, I did go to that show and I saw you come out and I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then <laughs> you, yeah, you obviously won. And then I think Jess was second and you both got pro cards. Yeah. 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 So did you think, oh, you know, did you see Jess backstage and you're like, oh, there are other people or you just sort of so tunnel vision? I did. I was actually stationed next to Jess. So we were laying next to each other all day and I was looking at her. I was like, okay, this could be a problem. Hmm. But, you know, either way I would have been happy, but I definitely was just blown away with the win. Because I actually do like her physique and she's been competing for a while because she did WBFF earlier that year. I think she placed the earlier show. Yeah, exactly. She placed third. And then before that, she was competing in IFB and has always been someone with a yeah. nice structure. So, yeah, she had a beautiful physique. What would you sort of recommend for a first-time competitor that is nervous, that may be not as confident as you when they're backstage? What would be some of the things that, you, that maybe you would do to calm your nerves or just to settle yourself down? Just stay calm. It's a really long day. Um, lay down where you can. Try not to run around too much. Watch a movie if you can. Um, 
try not to compare yourself either. It's really hard, but I think that one can really get into our heads, especially as girls. Mm. Comparisons, it's not kind. That is so cool. Hey, I actually never even heard anyone say watch a movie backstage, but that would chill you the hell out. Just rip out your phone. Yeah. I spent a lot of the lay day, a lot of the day laying down. Yeah. Lay down and get on some YouTube, maybe some Netflix if you got it and then just chill. Have I mean, a nap that- if you can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So would you recommend a first time competitor maybe to do IFB, then transition to WBFF or you just say, if you really like WBFF, just go, go and go out and do it. Yeah, see, I actually wouldn't change the way that I did things. Um, I'm really grateful that I did IFBB first. IFBB, to me, scared me a little bit because it was so, I guess, professional. Um, So I am really glad that I got that stage experience and that did give me a lot of confidence. So when I did step on the WBFF stage, being a little bit more of a fun, flirty um, style of posing and stage presence, I definitely feel like that did give me a lot of confidence for the day. Yeah, and I, I suppose if you're comfortable with that type of posing and it's it's sort of you're showing your personality, did you find that IFB was difficult for you to do that or did you also enjoy that? I song? did struggle with the IFBB posing. It did take me quite a bit to understand it. It was a lot for me to take in. I remember I left a lot of my posing lessons in tears thinking I'm never going to get this. But it's just one of those things when you step on stage, it just it comes to you. When it comes to, you know, not being in contest preparation or even now, so obviously we've gone through isolation. How do you stay motivated when, you know, you're in isolation and you're in the off season and, you know, you're like everyone else. It's, it's hard to, to be positive. What keeps you motivated? So I started out really strong. I thought, fuck yeah, I've got all this time. I'm going to do two sessions a day. It was great. And then definitely, you know, gets a little bit longer. Even I started losing a little bit of motivation but I like to just imagine myself on stage and I like to think of the physique that I want to have when I'm posing. You know, I don't want to have loose skin. I don't want to have dimples. I don't want to be wobbling around. I want to have, you know, a nice tight physique. So that's just what I keep in mind. What is your long-term goal competing wise? Cause you mentioned, you know, you're, you're obviously just getting started in WBFF. So what's yeah. maybe. I would love to make my pro debut in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would love to travel overseas to compete as well. Okay. So are you thinking, all right, I want to win certain shows in particular, or are you thinking the ultimate goal is to win a world title? Of course. Um, I actually haven't thought that far in regards to where I want to compete or mm-hmm. what I want to do. I definitely know this is what I do love doing. Um, so yeah, I just want to keep doing it. If you could sort of give advice to anyone that hasn't competed yet, what maybe is one of the biggest mistakes that you've learned from that you could sort of push onto someone else and say, Hey, listen, you should definitely avoid doing this. Or this is something that I recommend to make sure that they don't make the same mistake as you, or they get maybe in a better position quicker than you, you did. Yeah. Just listen to your coach. You know, you've chosen a coach that obviously you trust. If you just follow what they tell you to do, you'll get that end result. You know, try not to stress, stay calm. If you just tick, everything off like a to-do to-do list you'll get there um i know what i did i would plan my day out the night before so before i'd go to bed i would write down everything i need to do for my next day so i had it planned and ready to go and that way subconsciously it was in the back of my mind i knew i had to do it 
and yeah, just get it done. And that way you've, you've taken the stress out. You've got nothing to stress about. It's really just treating it like a to-do list and just ticking it off as you go. Talking about a schedule, because you are, you know, pre-COVID-19, you were quite a busy person. So yeah. would you recommend for people that are finding it challenging to get their schedule in properly, their training, would you recommend, hey, listen, yeah. you should probably look at doing the morning or you're more like do it after work type trainer? So I'm really lucky. I work for myself so I can change my schedule around where I need to. Um, I'm definitely a bit of a night owl. I would, you know, wake up to my cardio, go to work. I would then go to the gym. I would stay at the gym until midnight if I had to. But yes, I would say plan your day as well as you can. Take advantage of every hour and just try to be strategic so you're not exhausting yourself. When you go back to the gym, what's like the number one piece of equipment that you're missing out? Like, I want to jump on that right now. <laughs> I miss cables so much. I would, oh, I'll kiss the next cable I see. Like, I can't wait to get back on a cable machine. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what type of cable exercise? Are you like a, I don't know, yeah, cable laterals? Or you're like, I want to do a row? What do you want to do? Yeah, I like uh, face pulls. I, I, for some reason, I just love face pulls. I will do so many sets of face pulls until I cannot anymore. Are you gonna? You know, you're gonna have the biggest. Arms. You gonna have the biggest rear delts of any WBFF bikini competitor? I'm really fun? working towards it. My back was my my weakest point, so I'm really working on it. What other type of movements? Like, let's say you know you're obviously focusing on glute development. You mentioned and uh-huh. back development. What's some of the exercises mm-hmm. that you found have worked really well for you? I actually never used to enjoy hip thrusts. It's something I definitely have a little bit more respect for now. I do love a good Smith machine hip thrust and dumbbell art RDLs. I used to hate doing them. I feel like my form was so off and they're one of my absolute favorite exercises now. I agree. I actually think like for me, maybe a dumbbell, like it's the biggest pain in the ass exercise doing a stiff leg, mm-hmm. holding and squeezing your glute. Like I'm really lazy. I just the thought of that. But when I do it, it's like a super effective exercise. I wanted to ask you, you know, could, well, maybe we can answer this. We'll talk IFBB first. Mm-hmm. What, who, do you watch, do you pay attention to like the Miss Olympia contest, that type of thing? I didn't. Competing is something I actually never researched before I did it. So I really threw myself in the deep end and I would talk to people that had a competing background and they'd be like, Oh, such and such this, such and such that. And I would kind of nod my head and be like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Complete tunnel vision. So who, who on Instagram, maybe let's talk IPB, maybe professional. And we can talk about amateur. What mm-hmm. professional physiques do you know that you like or anyone on Instagram, particularly they're like, Ooh, I really like your physique. IFBB. There was a girl that I took a screenshot of right at the start of my prep and I set her as my background and I didn't know who she was. And then somebody I knew knew her and I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. And I'm trying to remember her name now. That is great. Um, she had dark hair and her bikini was green. Yeah, no, I'm not sure about that one. Is she Australian? Yeah. Green. I think her name's with N. We'll have to come back to that because I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah, no. See, I, I didn't really pay much attention to other people. I really didn't try to compare myself a lot. I just yeah. knew how I wanted to look and I kind of focused on mm. that. What about maybe now? So let's say, you know, IFB, WBFF included. Are there any physiques, professional or amateur that you like? 
I definitely do love Libby Powell's physique. I think mm-hmm. her physique as a WBFF figure is just ideal. That's definitely a physique that I do look to and admire. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I, she competed at your, well, your show that you did as an amateur, but she was obviously in the pro ranks. Did you see her backstage? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, do they? They must have separated. That's kind of that kind of sucks. But I remember I when she. I were upstairs. I know I was downstairs, and I really uh, sort of stayed in my room and stayed low you, key. You were too busy watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> I was keeping all my energy. With uh, Libby, though, when she did come out, I remember seeing her hit a front shot, and I was like, okay, well, that's game over for the, yeah. for the girls. And then she's I. Just, she's got an effortless physique on stage. She just makes it look easy. Definitely. What about, so actually one of the questions that I have here is who's your favorite IFB bikini girl? My favorite IFBB. I'm very biased. I have a lot of girlfriends who compete IFBB. Um, Are we saying pros or amateurs? Well, let's talk amateur. I can't go past Shell's physique. She is, she's so pro worthy. It's not funny. Yeah. Um, That's that's kind of unfair because she actually asked that question. Did she? <laughs> oh, well, I'm so happy I answered. No, um, <laughs> I definitely do. I think she is the next pro, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think, well, she's not going to be doing season B this year, but next year, more than likely, we'll be doing season A if it's the Arnold. Watch out, bitches. She's got it. Watch out, bitches. <laughs> so what, what about some other physiques outside of Shell? Who do you like? Outside of Shell... Um, IFBB Pro, is it Nay? Shan- Nay, N-A-E on Instagram. On Instagram, Shanae, you talking about Shanae? Yeah, but- maybe. I think her physique is beautiful. Dark hair? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nay Coco. Yeah, because I didn't realize uh-huh. it. But yeah, Shanae. Yeah, nah, she's, um, yeah. she's a taller girl as well. So you're, for anyone that doesn't know, you're, you're tall as, you're, you're in the tall class. I'm in a tall category. Yeah, I compete in a tall category. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming you're probably a very similar height to Shanae. Maybe Shanae's a little bit taller, but very similar. So yeah, I think her physique's beautiful. Yeah, I do like her physique, and tall girls like tall girls as well. So that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually just on her Instagram right now, and um, I'm actually curious when she she's going to compete next. I'm assuming she'll be doing season B, but I agree. I'm I'm a fan of taller girls, but I do like short girls too. Yeah. I can't, I can't really be biased. I should shut my mouth. I'll get myself in trouble. <laughs> so the next question that I have here, oh, we sort of answered it before, but will you ever move back to the IFB stage? At the moment, I don't think so. I definitely, you know, I won my pro card with WBFF. I do want to explore that and see where I can take that competing wise. Also career wise, I think competing, you know, you can get a lot out of it. So that'll be interesting to see where it takes me. The, one of the, I actually mentioned this to you before. Someone actually submitted, why are your carbs bigger than Troy's? <laughs> well, that's an insult because my carbs are tiny. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I looked at that and I thought, all right, I'm doing carbs today. Thank you very much. Like, oh, but, damn, I got to work on them now. I did say to uh, Shannon on a previous episode, I said, I need to come out of isolation because her car, have you seen her carbs? No, I haven't. I'll have to look. Absolutely retarded. And I say that in the most positive way imaginable. Like I'm super jealous and like, yeah, I'm just admiring those carbs. And uh, yeah, I said I need to come out of lockdown or isolation with carbs like that. I'm not leaving my house. That's why I bought that hamstring carb press. (laughs) 
so I need to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah, well, your carbs are coming up though. I think they're, they're definitely. Yeah, improving. we're working on it. Yeah, definitely. I think overall your proportion has improved quite a lot since you competed. So I think. Yeah, drastically. I look back at photos and I'm like, oh, look at that little baby physique. <laughs> yeah, when you do, I would say probably maybe your glutes have, like, I think everything's improved, but I would say more so your upper body. And I think that's what you needed to. Oh, improve. yeah, my back. I'm so happy with how my back is progressing way more balanced and symmetrical overall like your proportion mm. and flow yeah you know what i want to ask you so let's say you weren't a wbff bikini pro you're watching the world championships did you did you know who won last year and did you check the results no i didn't i actually didn't keep too much of an eye on it i was really busy <laughs> yeah so you got like rachel rachel won so rachel dylan and then second, I forget her name. I'm terrible. There's a lady from the States. And then third was Lauren Simpson. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking IFBB again. Oh, no, 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 no. So yeah, for the WBFF, WBFF. girls. Like, yeah. So out of yeah, like okay. maybe the, the top five bikini girls or the pro girls, that who do you like? Because obviously you mentioned Libby, but mm-hmm. at, the, at the Worlds, who's your sort of favorite? At the Worlds. Mm. Um, physique-wise, for bikini structure, I would say Georgia. I did like her physique. Yeah, I'm a big fan of her as well. Yeah. Uh, and then what it, it what, definitely fits the bikini category. Yeah, she's kind of, I would say that Libby and her would compare really well because Libby's kind of got yeah. that type of nice size and conditioning, same as Gigi. Yeah. When you mentioned, you know, your goal physique, just to give a visualization mm-hmm. for people that are listening, is that maybe the type of physique that you're sort of working towards? Yeah, let's put us right in between the two of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think that's the way to go because personally, I really like their physiques and I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Do you know, have you heard anything about the World Championships, by the way? Are they, they're obviously probably not doing it this year now. Is that being... Well, I would assume not just with travel restrictions. Mm. Um, I haven't heard anything being confirmed or I guess denied yet. Because I think you were the one that sent me the competition was postponed from October, the Australian Pro Show from October to November, right? And that's November 7th yeah. now. So it's interesting that they haven't really announced what's happening with the Worlds. Yeah, I just don't think it had been confirmed yet. It'd be cool if they were just like, you know what, we're not gonna, we can't do the Bahamas. We're just going to move it to like November, December, and then they could have the World Championships at a more mutual location. Imagine if they had the worlds in Australia. That would be so convenient. If they did that, would you be like, yep, I'm curious to do that show? I would work so hard for it. It'd be interesting. I think someone needs to mention that to them because I don't, like where does m- the majority of the pros come from? I would say it would have to mm. be Australia. I don't know. At least the good yeah, ones. Yeah, it's a far way to travel. Yeah, a lot of the Australians sort of do really well on a pro stage. So that'd be really cool. And I, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone's really spoken about that before. Why not have the World Championships in Australia? Like the Bahamas yeah. is a difficult location, especially with the pandemic. And then, you know, everyone has the, it's a level playing field. But then if the Americans can't travel, it's like, haha, lol. Yeah. What about your other categories, right? So, you know, we talked about bikini. Mm-hmm. Are there any, you know, in fitness? Do you have a favorite in fitness, like the Hattie Boydles, the... What do you, what do you like with girls? Hattie has a physique you cannot say a bad word about. Her physique is just insane. Would you ever want to get that jacked? Not for me. I definitely do like the bikini category. I would possibly go wellness in the future, mm. depending how we grow. 
Yeah. Have, I, I'm actually really curious to see what the wellness skills look like. Cause obviously the, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. the I for B criteria is out and it's clear, but I think mm-hmm. the wellness, maybe I'm, I don't know, like what's the standard yet. So have, I'm assuming bikini physique, a lot of quads, just a lot more, but like how, how much more though? Cause I know that for example, with the fitness skills, like with like Hattie's division, I'm, I'm just going to call it Hattie's division. Cause that's what I, th- I think. Hattie- <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> she did play second last year. So I, I probably thought, I thought she won. That's just probably how I think. Like wh- when I look back at it, I'm like, Hattie should have won that in my opinion. So I'm gonna say it's Hattie's division until she gets mm-hmm. knocked off the throne. I would say that like they're, they're telling her to downsize her quads and her legs. So yeah, would have to be, would it be in between fitness and bikini then? So it's like, how big are you allowed to you have? You never know. You never know what they're going to pick on the day either. I would say it's going to be bikini wellness and then fitness. Mm. I was thinking mm. that, but it's hard to sort of speculate. But even if you look at uh, someone like Rachel Dillon, yeah. So even she's yeah. got decent quads, like her quads aren't small. Yeah. She's got some nice quads. And then, you know, even Gigi, I think if she's going to compete, she might even could potentially move up to wellness and then yeah. it'd be the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Because I think they might sort of like that better, that harder condition, the more muscular look. Yeah. We have a question here. What was your biggest challenge during prep? My biggest challenge was definitely self-doubt. As much as I hate to admit that, self-doubt. Yeah, so it's good. Like when you say that, like what exactly caused that like what do you think it was i think as a female it's really easy to never feel like you're enough um especially when you're working on your physique every day you never see it like other people do so you're looking at yourself you think i'm not lean enough i'm not this i'm not that that was definitely a challenge for me i almost pulled from my wbff show because i didn't think i was good enough i think i got a week out and i just remember crying, thinking like, I can't do this because I was actually comparing myself to somebody on Instagram. Little did I know she was in my category. Mm. And then, you know, it comes to the day and I win. So it just goes straight. You really can't <laughs> compare yourself. <laughs> so it comes to the day and I win. I win. <laughs> yeah. Not to put it like that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's cool. But like, it just goes to show you, you know, you need to compare yourself to you. And if you're giving your best effort forward, yeah. well, you're putting your best effort forward, you're going to be proud of yourself. And most people probably don't commit and go all in. And I think if you do that, you're going to be yeah. proud. And that's number one thing. And then naturally you are going to compare yourself to other people, but sometimes you probably think that you're not as good as what you are. And then when you get a comparison, oh, yeah, you get a comparison next thing you know, you were in the middle or, you know, in a top call out. And then the, the girl that you were worried about, I don't know, did she, was she in the top five? Uh, she placed third. Third. So there you go. So she, you knew she had a good physique and she was in the top three. So yeah, she was beautiful, but it just goes to show you really, you really can't compare yourself. Definitely not. So, and I think, you know, maybe that would come with a bit more stage time and experience, but going into your pro debut, do you have a different mindset versus probably your first? Cause at the end of the day, that was your first ever com- competing season. Competition yeah, season. absolutely. I'm really excited to do another prep. I'm really excited just to go through the motions positively without stress. You know, all I, I know now, all I need to do is just do the session, eat off my program, practice my posing. And that's all there really is to it. Um, so I'm really excited to just go through the motions again. Yeah. So actually someone actually asked, you know, what's some of the stuff that you eat in your diet? Cause 
I look at your stories, right? This is even ages ago. You're quite creative with the food you eat. <laughs> and I like, love making meals. I always eat off a program, even if I'm not in prep. So yeah. it's always, you know, but it's not just food. it's not just broke, but like it's not just yeah. You you obviously have your follow you follow your plan, which is cool, but you just make it look so good. I do. I like dissecting meals. So you know, if I have oats and I'm really hungry, I might make my oats. And then instead of putting my protein powder in my oats, I'll make it separately. So it's almost like a topping on my oats. Then I put my berries on my protein and then peanut butter. And so I just like, you know, making meals exciting. Yeah. Uh, would that be probably something that would help you stay on track when it does come to con- like, you yeah. know, to make your meals pretty. I'm probably the worst person to talk to about that. I have like no idea what I'm doing, but it's also like, I'm really lazy. So for the people out there that maybe do struggle with staying on diet, maybe listen to Emma and be like, Ooh, I'm going to maybe spice it up. And then that way. Just get probably- creative. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to break your plan to make creative meals. Just think outside of the box. What's like the coolest thing you've ever made off the plan. Off the plan. Mm. Um, I don't feel like I've cooked a normal meal in a very long time. I like, you know, I just like making bowls. I like making veggies and, you know, a protein sauce and just making, you know, a colorful meal. Yeah, I you, actually really don't know how to answer that question. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. But like, cause you, you, it looks like you're master chef for bodybuilders. That's what it looks like. What's your number I'll one, <laughs> what's your number one ingredient? I know that you, you know, like I, I know the answers to all these questions, but you know, for the people listening, what would you recommend to spice up your meals? I definitely love pink salt. I even put pink salt on my oats on top of my peanut butter. Um, I I've like cooking with spices. Mm. Take advantage of spices. Um, Turmeric's really good. Turmeric's um, legit. Most of these sort of like nighttime formulas that are like anti-cortisol have turmeric in it as well. Mm. So like the cord RXs, the adrenal, what's what this? Adrenal, yeah. et cetera. Adrenal, yeah. Switch. Yeah. When it comes to competition time, have you thought about the goal that you want to set in your head? Like, have you like, all right, I'm, you haven't picked a contest, but when you do, it's like, I'm in it to win it. Or you're thinking, oh, oh yeah. I want to win again. That's it. Th- like, <laughs> as abrupt as it is to say, you compete to win. Um, yeah, I definitely want to win again. I love that. I hate people that say, and compete for the experience toy. It's like, nobody wants to experience. It is a great experience. And you definitely, there are a lot of rewards to it. There needs to be a winner. Someone needs to be, someone needs to be a winner and it might as well be you. Like why let anyone else take that opportunity? Exactly. Of course, stay humble and you know, be polite about it. But yeah, if you're going to compete, you're in it to win it. Don't be a crazy loco. Just be nice about it. (laughs) Always be nice. We mentioned the WBFF pro win, uh, the, the mm-hmm. pro card, sorry. And then you play second in IFBB. So how did you feel about mm-hmm. that experience? Cause you said you were pretty happy. Were you sort of disappointed that you didn't win? No, no, not at all. Um, I actually went into competing with, now this is where my mindset switched. Mm. I went into competing with no desire to win. It was purely for the experience placing second I was blown away I couldn't be happier that was ultimate win it was after placing second that I thought I want more mm. to get, get a taste for it like I can do this was it do you think that maybe you didn't set that high 
that goal and like, oh, I want to win. Like everyone wants to win. You yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it came back to self-doubt. I didn't believe that I could win. Yeah. Cause you were, yeah, you actually, competed to win. Like you thought I want to win, yeah. but you probably thought, uh, I'm not going to have high expectations. Is that what, like, what yeah. was your internal dialogue? Well, I remember when I was in prep, I actually had this conversation with somebody and they asked me, they asked, what's your long-term goal? Like, of course you want to go pro. And I actually thought, well, no, I've never thought of it like that. So IFBB, I was just happy to place that absolutely blown away. With your posing and presentation, because you mentioned that you obviously practiced for IFBB posing, you found that a little bit more challenging. Yeah. WBFF was a bit more, you know, I guess you could probably have maybe more personality, I suppose. Yeah, I definitely feel like, I definitely feel like I showed my personality in both um, federations. WBFF, I feel like that was just so me. I walked out. I feel like my personality really was visible. How much posing would you recommend for a first-timer to practice before they go on stage? I started posing... God, I think I started posing from even maybe 15 weeks out, 20, 15 weeks out, and I would pose as much as I could. I would try pose after almost every session. Yeah. Do you think practicing that much for IFBB, because I think a lot of people probably are confused with, oh, there's two different types of posing. But I think when you are practicing posing, you're learning your body and you obviously learned your body practicing IFBB. So when you made the transition to WBFF, it wasn't like you were awkward moving your body. So how did you find that transition from, and and do you think IFBB probably helped your WBFF posing? Yeah, for sure. I think what really helps is recording yourself though, because you can look in the mirror and you can think, oh, that looks really good um, because you see yourself in a certain, you know, kind of way. But if you record yourself without a mirror and you're just you know, free flowing posing. And then you look at back, you can actually pick out what you like, what you don't like, and then you can work on it and evolve. So I feel like that's how I yeah. liked posing. I liked sort of recording it and looking back at it. So how often would you recommend anyone, not just the first time, but anyone to, to practice posing and then record it and then maybe sort of self-assess? And then at what point do you go to a posing coach? I started with a posing coach. And then I would do posing after every session. So I would do my weights, my cardio, and then I would go pose, go home. So you'd, you'd do your homework. So you'd obviously work with the posing coach. They would adjust things and then you would do the work outside yeah. of seeing them. And then yeah. it's just a recurring thing. It's like, boom, I'm, I'm yeah. doing work outside. Stick it in your schedule, make it a habit. Yeah. It, it's just, a, I think what I'm learning from you really is, and a lot of the other ladies that have been successful, it's a commitment thing. If you want to do well, yeah. Even if you just haven't have set it. the goal high, you commit to doing the work. It's like, all right, if you aren't successful, at least you're going to be proud of your effort. Yeah, you can't half ass anything when it comes to competing. You've really got to do it with and use all your energy and put everything into it. With um, you know, ch- choosing a bikini, how much effort do you think needs to be put into that? Because WBFF is obviously a little bit different from you know, IFBB. What would you recommend for ladies when it comes to selecting a bikini or an outfit? And how did you go about selecting your outfit for WBFF? Oh, I left my WBFF gown right to the last minute. I bought two dresses online and I thought, I'll just choose whichever I like on the day. I ended up wearing one to registration and then one was my formal gown. So maybe don't do what I did. 
take mm. it a little bit more seriously, plan it a little bit better. But think of your personality. Think of what you're comfortable wearing. Don't wear anything that's going to leave you feeling uncomfortable on stage. Would that be a goal of yours to win sort of best outfit? Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe that's something you didn't think about. Because I think a lot of people no. are probably so focused on, I want to do well, but how about I want to fucking win everything? I'm going to take the lot. Yeah. I'll put a lot more consideration into my gown next comp. Do you have any ideas on what you'd like to do? Color-wise? Yeah, color-wise, style. You're- yeah, I'm very undecided on my next gown. Bikini, I know exactly what I want to do. Oh, really? Is there anyone out there that you, lo- you like their bikini or like their style or their gowns that they've worn in the past? I think all of the bikinis are beautiful, really. You really can't go wrong with a WBFF bikini. I mean, I always loved Libby's bikini choices. They were very flattering. I just like something that is flattering to your physique. You could tell that she put effort into it, but it helps when you've got the physique to match the bikini. She has the physique. If you, I think it's very difficult for a lady to look bad in a bikini, even if the bikini probably isn't the best. If your physique's spot on, you're going to look good in whatever you wear. I think as well, take into consideration the one thing that I think lets girls down, especially with WBFF, is when they choose bikinis that cover their physiques. Like they wear a bikini that has maybe like a dangly shoulder and it cuts off half of their shoulder or, you know, they have a, a, a bikini that has a dangly piece off their top and then you can't see their core. So yeah. don't wear something that's like too over the top. No, nah, that's like, that's spot on. I actually, it was, it's funny when you said that, the first thing I thought about was covering the core. And I've seen a lot of yeah. ladies do that. I was like, why would you do that to yeah. your physique? Especially yeah, when like sometimes you might have an amazing back, but you've got this strap that covers it and it sort of takes away from your physique. Yeah, it'd be interesting from a judge's point of view, how would they you know, look at that? Are they going to be like, oh, wow, that's a bit disappointing. She's got such a nice physique and her outfit's kind of you know, stuffed up. Do they give a guideline on what they recommend or is it really up to the competitor to decide what you want to do? It's really up to the competitor, I believe. If I was going to do bikini, Troyan is coming back. If I was going to do bikini, (laughs) I would be so OCD with my selections. I would put a lot of time and effort into it because attention to detail matters. And it's not just the bikini, not just the outfit, gown, et cetera. It's also your hair. So we spoke about this as well. Oh, exactly. What you... I learned so much looking back at my photos, like mm-hmm. what I will and won't do ever again. So do you, do you want to share some of that with um, some of the ladies that probably, because I think your outfit was pretty good. Your posing was pretty good, but you definitely learned yeah. something, maybe comparing the IFB photos yeah. to the WF. So comparing, I definitely preferred my hair and makeup with IFBB because I stuck to what I know. So I kept my hair straight. I kept my makeup nice and dark. Um, and then when I did WBFF, I thought, oh, I'll get a little bit more creative. So I think I wore a pink eyeshadow and pink lipstick and I'm not a pink lipstick person. I wore my hair really curly. I'm not a curly person. So, you know, stick to what you know. Don't change, you know, don't fix what's not broken when you do come to selecting what you want to do, if you're going to go out and you're like, Oh, I've got this birthday, I've got this 25th birthday or this really nice, you're going out to a formal dinner. How do you wear your yeah. hair when you go out to dinner? And you should probably replicate that. And then most of the time, you can exactly. if it's straight, do it straight when you compete. If it's got yeah. sort of nice curls and it's a little bit wavy and you like volume, then do that when you compete, don't change it. Yeah. And if something looks really good and it's really you and your personality shines with that, then you need to own that look on stage because 
if you're that type of person that's got straight hair and then you go on stage and you're like, oh shit, you're second guessing yourself and thinking I should have done, I should have done the other way. I don't know why I did that. 100%. Yeah. Stick to what you know works for you. When it comes to, you know, general supplementation. So someone asked, what supplements do you recommend in a contest prep? What do you like to take? So I've always been really basic with my supplements. I've never really used a lot. Of course, you know, you have a protein powder of choice. Currently, I only take, you know, a vitamin D, fish oil, primrose. We keep it basic in this bitch. About it. Yeah. You know, don't overcomplicate it. And I mean, don't take things that you don't understand. So don't take a heap of, you know, vitamins if you don't actually understand why you're taking it. Hey, when I first started, I was like, you know, the whole, like back in the day, GNC was a big thing. I don't know if it's still like a thing now, but I remember, you know, looking at people's supplement list posted online and I'd get like all these different types of vitamins. And I thought that you'd grow like a weed while and all that shit. Like I was just completely stupid. And then don't waste your money. People is what I'm saying. Cause I used to be one of those people that thought more is better. Cause I, as when you're starting yeah. out, you assume that all these things are going to benefit you. And I'm sure that they do, but you can't beat hard work and good nutrition. Hard work and a good diet, a good yeah. nutrition food. You know, eat your vegetables. <laughs> they <don't> really, <laughs> they'll do everything for you. I don't eat the vegetables. What's your favorite vegetables? Um, pumpkin. Pumpkin all the way. Pumpkin is legit. What, yeah. Like, all right. Oh, so if days. I'm going to, I'm going to cook some pumpkin later, right? Mm-hmm. How, what type of spices do I need to put on that bitch? Oh, none. Pumpkin on its own. Oh, really? You're just a basic bitch yeah. for that. Okay. What about... Yeah, a little bit of salt. So, everything else. So, is pumpkin the only thing that you don't touch? Or do you like to... like? At what point do you start adding herbs I used spices? to use a lot of spices. Now, honestly, I just stick to salt. I enjoy the way that food tastes. I think prep does that too as well. It makes you appreciate food. Um, so, I really appreciate just good food. Like, good vegetables, you know, fresh meat. I was, and I enjoy the taste. Yeah. I I was so basic back in the day. I'd be like, I would just eat. I'm still basic now, but now at least I'm salting everything. You know what I like? Um, like Himalayan salt that's mixed with like spicy peppers and type of things like that. Have you tried, um, Herbamare? I think it's Herbamare. No. You can get it like from Woolies and Coles in the health section. It's in a green bottle. That's a really good salt. I'm using that at the moment. All right, you'll have to like, can you, yeah, can you remind me when we're off air so then I can go get some? I think that's what it called. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, that's all right. We can, we can uh, definitely take a photo because <laughs> I, I need something <laughs> to spice it up because I mean, I'm really bad, but we won't get into me about what I'm doing lately. So, yeah, with uh, someone, someone asked the question here, going back to listen to questions, how do you know okay. when the right time is to compete if you want to do well? Mentally, are you ready to commit? I think mentally, you need to be somewhat stable mm-hmm. that's that's such a big thing and would you say that's more got to do with committing to to training committing to nutrition or do you think other things i think all of it i think it takes a lot of your energy you really don't have a lot of energy left at the end of the day and if you're not in a healthy mind space it can really ruin you i think so yeah be in a good good space mentally what do you think, because you know, I know that you're a positive person, but what do you think yeah. puts you in that position to be who you are and what would you recommend for someone that maybe isn't in a positive mental space to get them out of that and to get them feeling good about themselves and having the confidence also, not just to feel good about themselves, but to maybe to compete? I think in general, it's really important to work on yourself. 
you know, take the time to focus on yourself and keep working on yourself until you can be happy to be alone. Um, and I think that definitely comes into play when you compete because at the end of the day, a lot of the things that you do are alone. So if you're happy with yourself and, you know, being in your own comfort, I think that definitely helps with prep and competing. We've got another question here. So conditioning versus fullness, what do you think is more important? Oh, both are very important. Mm. I think conditioning, I mean, I love a lean physique, but the muscle has to be there. You have to have that fullness, which is definitely what I aspire to achieve for my next physique. I feel like when I competed the first time, I was very lean with not a lot of fullness. So I would like to have a little bit more fullness next time, but still keep it lean. Yeah. And with that fullness, do you think it's more so having an off season and taking more time to develop your physique or what do you think? What might of help? course, having an off season now, I've learned it's very important. How many weeks out would you recommend someone to start a contest prep and how many, and how long would you say it's, would be an important amount of time for someone to have an off season? Oh, well, all I can really refer it to is my first prep. So I started roughly about 35 weeks out. I guess maybe you could almost call that a little bit of an off season. So I started yeah. on a structured plan. Like I said, I, I'd never really, you know, been into gym or dieting strictly before that so it wasn't until 15 weeks that I feel like I got really strict I didn't have any more cheats I didn't you know I didn't um, do anything off programs so I would say you know that good 15 20 weeks minimum for a prep yeah okay. um, and then for an off season I guess a year yeah six months to a year yeah you know and I think it's important for people to know especially if you're a first-time competitor whatever the goal is, it's like, if you want to do well and you want to win, or at least let's say you want to get a top three finish or a top call out top five, which is pretty cool for you. Most, for most people for the first contest, the more time, that, sure. more time that you spend in your off season, developing that size and working on yeah. your metabolism, you got, if you have a fast metabolism and you're eating a lot of calories, it's going to be so much easier to go into a contest prep. I think yeah. most ladies don't do that. They just jump straight into a prep. And obviously you mentioned, but you, and it's really easy to get stuck in that, in that motion as well because you know you do your prep you compete and then you're like i want to do another one so it's really easy to get stuck in that competing cycle before actually thinking oh maybe i should stop and have an off season it can almost be a little bit upsetting to be like oh i i need to have an off season now yeah well you know what that's interesting so did you feel that way straight after that wbff win absolutely we are like i want to compete yeah. again we're ready to go yeah instantly i was like I want to do it. I want to do it again. I want to, yeah, I want to get straight back into it. And then you definitely get the post comp blues because you miss prep. But yeah, then I realized I need to grow. I need an off season. I need to take time. How did it feel winning that pro card? Like in such a, you know, realistically a short period of time, like you, you obviously weren't yeah. in, in the sport for long. How did it feel to win? To be honest, <laughs> and I know you're going to roll your eyes at this, but to be honest, I, for maybe a week after the comp, I kept my phone on me expecting a call that they'd made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still didn't believe that I'd actually, that is know, a, I did that. That is, a, that is so gold. I've never heard that before. 
<laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm not, no, I'm not rolling my eyes. I think it's quite amusing. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. So if you were thinking that, who did you, who did you think won? Do you think Jess won? Yeah. I, I, don't, I just couldn't believe that, you know, me, little, little me won. <laughs> and then obviously you, you mentioned before the lady that placed it. Who, who was that girl that placed it? Ah, uh, that was Paige. Paige. Oh, that's right. After that week, we were like, okay, hold on a second. No one's calling me. I think I'm good to go. Yeah, it was after week and I was like, wow, this is the real deal. I really, I've done this. So and then, yeah, it was the, a good feeling. Yeah, what, what's the process of, you know, you win your pro card, do you, like, do you get a pro card in the mail or how does that work? So on the night um, after the show's done, you go down to the judges' table. They have, so obviously you get your glass pro medal on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, then they give you your pro card which is a printed certificate after the show and you get your sash with it which i thought was so cool um that was a yeah that was a really good experience i want a sash do dudes get sashes as well um i believe they get a pin they get a crown pin i was like maybe i should do wbf and get a sash but now not no sash sash. (laughs) no sash not interested (laughs) no sash for you (laughs) so someone asked here how do you find a division that suits you so maybe you know, a lot of ladies probably like, even our ladies ask me, uh, you know, Troy, do you think WBFF suits me? Do you think IFB suits me? What is your advice to someone that you know, wants to compete, but they're not sure maybe what organization or what division? Well, this is something that I actually didn't know. And that's you can compete in multiple federations until you have your pro card in one. So I, once again, not having any idea about anything, just thought you could only compete in one federation. Um, so, you know, compete in as many federations as you can until you find the one that you like and then stick to it. Maybe even like for the people that aren't sure, maybe you might have a friend or someone in the gym that competes in a certain organization, look at their physique. And if you like their physique, maybe you should go, oh, have a conversation with them and see what they're doing. Yeah. If it's yeah. WBFF, then go, you know what, maybe go attend a WBFF show. Cause that was a big thing. Like yeah. my, my first Oh yeah, WBFF definitely show. watch the shows. There's- so good to watch and they're so motivating too i was actually the first show that i went to for wbff was a few years ago now i was super impressed with the production value in terms of yeah they're good shows they're really exciting to watch too like you sit in the crowd and you really get into it yeah the lights the lights are cool the lighting the a lot of stage time did you feel like music as well did you oh yeah oh but you know what I'm, i'm gonna have to say this i'm sorry i have to say it but the mc does my head in it really, the poor thing is, well, it's such a big day. You can hear him at the end of the day that he's getting a bit tired. Yeah, it's a. I, I really like everything, but that I just think he oversells the. Oh, look yeah. at that, ladies! This this chippy will chip your door, and you know, it just says all this stuff. <laughs> Definitely a bit cringe when it comes to the guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like politically correctness, there's no, there's none of that with the ladies. You know oh, why? God, no, because no it's inappropriate, way. right? Why is it appropriate for yeah. dudes? So for me, as a as a male, that looks at bodybuilding it likes bodybuilding i'd look at that and go because i actually really like the muscle model look personally like mm-hmm. this was ages ago and i was like oh i was actually considering doing uh wbff muscle model right um a few years yeah. ago and then i went to the contest and i was like this isn't going to help me decide and i liked everything the, the posing the whole maybe like high five and shit that kind of put me off a bit i'm like why does anyone want to kill anyone i'm like okay look yeah you get past that and then the MC, I was I like... I agree with that. I remember when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, they're so polite to each other. Then the second time I watched it, I was like, that's too much. You're being too nice. You know, you're there to, you're there to win. 
Yeah, especially for like, I think ladies are a little bit different, but for the dudes, like I'm there to crush someone's face. Yeah. Like I want to win and I don't want to be high-fiving you. Like sure. I'm not going to high, like I'm not about, I'm all about encouraging people, but I'm not about to high-five someone that looks like they're eight weeks out and it doesn't, hasn't practiced posing. Like you don't deserve a high-five or a pat in the back. You haven't done the work, motherfucker. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't about that life. So that, that sort of put me off it. And the MC was now in the coffin for me. I was like, yeah if you can because you know what it feels like almost as a spectator or as an athlete i wouldn't be taken seriously it's like oh this guy's an online coach and he works with the ladies it's like (laughs) it doesn't like it wouldn't make me feel good to be like what like i'm I'm taking this seriously yeah it's kind of funny and i get that sort of animated side of things but for me i would find that challenging competing and and being in the moment and hearing that shit i've got to say as a female and just hearing them call your name on stage, like that's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, yeah, but you so know, there, was, there, there were no more comments. You know, you get your little bio, but because you do that. hear it and hearing it, yeah, it's definitely a good feeling. Yeah, with um, I actually saw your, I don't know who who does that uh, that video sort of compilation, and there's like Emma Irvine. Oh, the Voss Films. They were the, yeah. the filmage, the filmage, uh, the filming crew on the day. Yeah, I, I liked that. I, when it, I don't know. For the females, I'm absolutely fine with it. It's just the dudes that I've got an issue with. I, don't, I can't deal with yeah. the, the tackiness and the political correctness. Yeah, it's like it's too much with the yeah. dudes. So, but anyway, <laughs> moving on from that. Um, <laughs> You've had your say? I have. I just I need to get that off my chest because I think they've got so much potential and muscle models a good look. But um, yeah, I'd want to take it seriously. So it was interesting to hear yeah. your opinion on that. Now, yeah. I have a question here. Is it normal? So not, again, all these questions are through Instagram DM, uh, not mm-hmm. DM, but the question, blah, blah, blah. Is it normal yeah. to feel like crap in a contest preparation? And crap's a very interesting word, but yeah. Is it normal to feel yeah. like crap? Um, yeah. I, I definitely think it takes a lot of energy. And I think you need to take care of yourself to make sure that you don't feel like crap. Like, you know, especially in peak week, if you can take that week off, and if you can have a nap in the middle of the day, take that nap. Live like a cat in contest prep, just in the peak week. Just be like... Absolutely. Netflix and chill all day. But you know what? Like, seriously, that's actually... The, I've never thought of it like that. Like, if you look at anyone's cat, what do they do? They just mind their own business. They're just walking around doing their thing. They don't give a fuck about getting... <laughs> yeah, like, you know how dogs are, like, always needy and they want, like, cuddles and you need to pat them? A cat just walks around and does thing like, I'm a motherfucking cat, bitch. That's yeah, how you are on contest cat. prep. True? Cat life. For sure. Yeah. You got to save your energy. So this is another question uh, that is kind of similar, but comp prep balance versus everyday life balance. Yeah. I think when you, you know, you sign yourself up for a comp prep, be ready to have not a lot of time. You know, you, there's that. I always refer it back to a to-do list. So you've got to make sure you're getting enough sleep. You've got to make sure you wake up you do your cardio. If you're prescribed cardio, you know, you have a job, you got to go to work, you know, you got to get your session in and a lot of that can take a lot of energy. It does. What, what, uh, this is something that um, someone asked before, but I actually didn't write it down on my notes here. Cardio preference. Do you like hit or do you like slow cardio? Oh, slow cardio. So do you think you'll, you'll like that in terms of because it's easier or is it more effective? Easier. Hit is so effective, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy going for a walk and I do enjoy sitting on a, on a spin bike, just doing steady state. See, I need to get myself a spin bike. Cause I, yeah, you're always uploading yourself on a spin bike, just chilling, doing your thing. 
I do love my spin back. It's a good routine as well. It is. Do you do that first thing in the morning? Yes. I haven't lately. I've really fallen out of that habit, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I usually do like to start the day either with a walk or on the bike. So I wanted to ask you this question myself. So what do you think is the difference between a good amateur athlete and a pro worthy athlete? So a pro worthy amateur, maybe someone that's gone for the pro card. Okay. So just take it seriously, you know, weigh all your meals. Don't snack, be serious. It is serious. Take it serious. How, how important do you think is goal setting when you are wanting to take it seriously? And do you, are you a person that likes affirmations? I am a big goal person. I, you know, I'll write things on my mirror. So when I wake up, it's the first thing I see. Um, I write little notes. I listen, you know, I sleep listening to affirmations. Um, Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So can can you share some of them? Can you share some of them? Like some of the things you might say, or maybe some, some not? The affirmations? Mm. The ones I sleep to or say? Well, yeah, a bit of both. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, so you just relate it back to, you know, what you do and what you want to achieve. If you want to win, say, I already have won. So you speak almost like it's already happened. It's already in existence. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think that's something that I would suppose would give you confidence because, like, I am I am a winner versus I want to win or I'm going to win. Maybe that's like I, I am a winner is just more empowering. Yeah, it almost takes out the, you know, that, questioning like when you say you've already done something you've already achieved it it's game game the fuck over bitches at what point because obviously you i feel like you've got this strong mindset now but at what point did you just all of a sudden just you just click and be like i've got this now i i've and and when were you vulnerable were you ever vulnerable and not had that same confidence i'm always vulnerable i think if you're not vulnerable you're doing something wrong the confidence definitely came with competing yeah. You know, that stage experience and presence and it really is an addictive feeling. Yeah. And the confidence, I guess, came with that feeling. With the affirmation side of things, was that something that you've always done or was that only more so maybe when you started? Competing? No, no. So yeah, I definitely got into that with my prep. I guess the more you learn, the more you want to do and you want to progress and yeah, do more to better yourself. Oh, this is what I want to speak about as well. That just jared my memory. You know, we're talking um, ages ago, we're talking about like vegan options. So vegan food sources yeah. versus yeah. let's call it the bro diet. So maybe yeah. share some of your experience with the vegan options. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to go vegan. I wanted to do a full vegan comp prep. Um, so I did vegan for a little bit, loved it, felt great, but I noticed I was having a lot of water retention i just felt like for me personally it was a little bit of a physique setback but i did love i guess experimenting with food and getting a little bit more creative with something other than just you know meat and veggies i definitely loved tofu and edamame pasta and colorful foods yeah and that's where master chef emma comes from yeah <laughs> with um with the vegan options right do you was yeah. there anything in particular that you found that did hold that water attention in your physique? Yes. And, and it, I was having a, uh, texturized protein, mm-hmm. uh, which you just get it from Woolies to Coles out of a bag. It's like granules. You put it in water. It expands like a mince. I was having that 
as a staple and I I didn't notice it at the time until I stopped having it. And I was like, Oh wow, big difference. And so you went from that to what did you switch to chicken on Turkey or back to grow diet, back to chicken and veg. Yeah. Is you, have you got a preference over chicken and Turkey or is it like, because you mentioned the water retention issue. Yeah. Are there any other foods that are an issue? Always, always been a chicken girl. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because I know that a lot of people would be curious about vegan diets. And I mean, I, I sort of was as well. It's like, oh, maybe I should do a detox. It's like, it's something that I, I think everyone probably thinks about. I and mean, I definitely loved it. And mentally I did feel a big change. I felt a lot lighter almost. I felt a lot like almost positive. I felt like more of a positive person. I just felt better. I'm not sure if it was a placebo or if, you know, the trauma from the animals wasn't in my body, but I definitely did feel a change. But for me, having that bodybuilding mindset, it was a bit of a setback physique wise. When you did make the transition back, because obviously you said that your energy was awesome on the vegan diet, but yeah. the only yeah. setback was the water retention. Like, oh, what's happening with my yeah. physique? So when you did yeah. switch back to more of a bro diet, traditional bodybuilding kind of diet, do you find there was an energy drop off? So like obviously the water no, retention. I didn't take too much notice of an energy change. Um, I, I actually felt a little bit guilty going back to eating meat. I definitely did feel a bit of a guilt and I feel like the taste initially, like it, it didn't taste great, mm. but I got over it. Was your decision to go vegan in the first place more ethical reasons or was it just something that you wanted to try because you thought it was like a detox thing? Yeah, it was something I'd always wanted to try. I mean, as well as ethical, um, but it was something I had always wanted to do. Um, you know, I love nutritious food, so I definitely wanted to just experiment with more of a, um, you know, plant-based diet. Yeah. I mean, it, would you say that meal prep's similar or is it more difficult to sort of get things? I know that protein, for example, would be difficult. Was there anything else that you found? Yeah, it definitely took a lot of thinking and a lot more planning and a lot more looking at nutrition panels and I guess, you know, finding an equal substitute Yeah, was a little bit more challenging. The COVID-19, imagine if you're a vegan and COVID-19 hits and you know how everyone's gone crazy at the grocery store? How would vegans <laughs> exist, right? Like imagine there being so vegan. There was vegan food left though. Oh, there was? Vegan food. Yeah. Oh, and no, everyone, just, everyone just went full carnival mode, just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I was trying to go carnival mode, but there was no chicken and beef left. So I didn't want to go vegan though. I've actually never it tried. It's fun while it lasted. Yeah. I've actually never tried like proper vegan alternatives because they've got the, you know, the chicken alternatives, but like, does that even taste good? I tried to steer clear from the, the processed alternatives. I just feel like there was too much, you know, fillers and gelling agents and preservatives that that I don't want in my body. Um, So I tried to stay clear of them. It's so interesting that you were conscious of staying, you know, sticking clear with that. And then you still had water retention issues. And Mm. then, you know, it's like, imagine if you did have that type of food, I wonder how your body would have reacted. Yeah. Not ideal. With competing, do you think this is something that you're going to do for the next 10 years, next five years, or you haven't really? Absolutely. Are you just like, I'm all in. really love it. Yeah. You're going to be competing as a master's competitor. Well, I'm 25 this year and to think this is really the start, who knows how long it'll go on for. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. I was actually supposed to ask you, that was one of the questions that someone asked, like, how old are you? So when's, when's your birthday? I'm 24, uh, yeah. September. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. And you're coming, you're, you're coming up really quickly, but it's like, what are we now? I, yeah, the year's almost done. How about that? And then competition time. I, they haven't really announced the IFB date, so I'm not sure what's going on with that, but competition time for you, WBFF. So if you're not competing season B, I'm assuming you're going to be there at the contest anyway. I'll show my face. If you're not competing, who do you think would win that title potentially out of the people that you might know that's competing? Mm, there's two girls that I think definitely have a good chance. Uh, one being my good girlfriend, Lanice. I think she's built a really good structure. And then Demi, I think she's also just beautiful stru- structure-wise. Yeah, uh, both muscular ladies. If you could pick between... Yeah. Is, is, um, Demi would be shorter than her. Yeah. Would that be right? Yeah. Demi does look like a little shorty. Mm. So, and then uh, I don't think, uh, would they split them? No, they wouldn't. In the pro divisions, they don't split no, them. No, they one don't split the pros. Um, I think it comes down to the amount of competitors, but as far as I know, the pros compete all in one height class. If you could lock in one winner, who do you think it would be out of those two? Oh, I'm biased. I would want Lenice to win. Lenice, yeah. She, uh, is she a taller competitor? She kind of looks tall on Instagram. I think she's just a little bit shorter than I am. Okay. So yeah, so it's sort of in the middle. Now, beyond COVID-19 next year, if they were mm-hmm. to, if everything went back to normal, because mm-hmm. I know you mentioned before that you haven't really sort of thought beyond, you know, like you mentioned competing overseas, but you haven't thought about what competition, but I'm sure there has to be yeah. something that really sticks out to you in terms of like what they had. Yes, the show. I would love to compete in America America has always been a travel goal of mine. So I would love to do a prep, compete overseas, and then go on a holiday. Which, which show would you do overseas, overseas in the States, though? Which one? Ooh, the LA show? I would, yeah, I'd either do LA or maybe Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Which, which one's supposed... I think Atlantic City is supposed to be before LA, right? Is that the way it is? I'm not too sure the way it goes. Yeah. I'll be no, I think LA is mid-year. Oh, really? I think, and then Atlantic City, I believe, is the end of the year. I yeah. could be terribly wrong. It'd be it'd be cool to do either show because would they? I'm assuming you'd have like a proper Australian team that would fly over together. Is that how it works? Yeah, I'm assuming so. Hmm. I wonder. Um. I definitely wonder who would consider doing that. It's like how many people are ready to compete and fly overseas, especially with the World Championship post COVID as well everyone's gonna be crazy like i don't even know if, like how are you gonna be able to get in the gym right now oh i don't know i have i have another question so i've got two more questions for you and then we'll probably wrap it up so okay how do you determine what is a realistic goal oh what a question i feel like anything's realistic if you stick to it it's just about a work ethic thing hey yeah of course like if you say you want to do something just do it I think so many people are scared to put it all on the line and say, I'm going to commit, I'm going to work hard because a lot of people maybe have That's a, understandable. a fear of failure. Would that be it? Absolutely. So what I did with my first prep to really lock myself in, I paid my prep in advance. Um, so I was really locked into that prep. And then I actually didn't really tell anybody I was competing because I didn't want to be the person that said, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and then have to say, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. So, you know, keep it to yourself and then let the yeah. rewards speak for you. If you keep it to yourself as well, you get less pressure and you don't have to listen yeah, sure. to anyone else. And 
the, the naysayers. What are your thoughts yeah. on, so actually you've got two more questions actually. So okay. with people that don't support your goals or people that you're like, Oh, why are you eating out of Tupperware and all negativity? Yeah. So how do you, or how would you recommend dealing with negativity for people out there that do come across people that don't support? That's a them? good question. You know, not everybody's going to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. You've just got to remember, not everybody's wired the same. People think differently. If somebody doesn't understand, it's not their fault. Just keep going. Don't let it deter you. You know what you can do? Just go tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Last question here, and then we'll wrap it up. So what are your thoughts on cheat meals? And maybe we can talk about cheat meals in the off season and then mm-hmm. cheat meals in contest prep. Okay. Who doesn't love a good cheat meal? Mm. Um, but when you're in prep, you know, if you're not allowed one, just don't have it. Enjoy it when you can. If it's not in your program, don't ruin yourself. What would be, if you were to like have a cheat meal off season, what would your number one go to be? Oh my God. Take me straight to, to the pickle. Um, so is, I was on the Gold what Coast. What is that? Well, yeah. What is that? Yeah, it's a restaurant on the Gold Coast and they just do really good burgers and that's my absolute go-to. I like a good burger. Is it like one of those like really cheap, cheap meal burgers or is it like a clean burger? Yeah, like the big gourmet ones. I don't know. I, I see it. When I, it's like... Fries. It's, I like how they look, but when you eat them, you just feel like you're eating slug, you know? No. No, it's tasty. No, it's good. Can't get wrong. Yeah. Okay. You, know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Those really gluggy, like heavy burgers that you have oh, absolutely and it's just like a waste of calories and you're yeah. like i should have eaten something else if i order something like that that's just like it looks awesome but it tastes terrible i'm not i'll yeah. take one bite and leave it i don't give a shit I'm like, instant let down right like would you would you be like no i'm committed to the cheat meal this is my only cheat meal i'm gonna eat, eat it all or would you just be like no fuck it i have to eat anything if you take me to a restaurant i can't leave anything i love my food and I'll, I'll eat it all if I can. Oh, you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll do it, hey? For anyone that doesn't follow you, what's your Instagram handle? It is Emma Irvine with three underscores. Boom, three. What does the three stand for? Is that the only one that was available? It was the only one valid. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for coming on, by the way. Thank you for having me. That's all good. Another episode done. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. You can also follow me at Troy J Thornton. If you can like this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated and you can share it as well. That'd be sweet. And for the people out there that have any topics or questions that you'd like to hear discussed on future episodes, please feel free to DM me. Until next time, thank you for listening and peace.